Welcome to the Good Medicine for the Soul podcast. This is the number one podcast designed for millennial women who want to grow in their knowledge of God so we can all walk in the fullness of authentic power. I'm your host, Amashallah Victoria Wallaby. If you're ready to go on this journey with me, then let's get started. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Good Medicine for the Soul podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and being here today. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about destroying the root of bitterness, destroying the root of bitterness. How do we get rid of it? Now, before we go into getting rid of bitterness, let's back up a little bit and actually understand the concept of what it means to be bitter. What is bitterness? That word in itself. Now, just a Google search of that, the definition of that word brings up an unpleasant, sharp taste, a feeling of anger and unhappiness, right? Or the quality or state of being bitter, sharp, or acrid, in either a literal or figurative sense, implacableness, resentfulness, severity, keenness of reproach or sarcasm, deep distress, grief, or vexation of mind. Bitterness also means a state of extreme impiety or enmity to God. It is the state or the quality of being bitter in any of the senses of that word. Wow. So we see that the word bitterness does not connote anything positive at all. Now, the Bible tells us to destroy the roots of bitterness. Basically, the Bible tells us to have nothing to do with bitterness. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15, it says, See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many, right? What does it mean? That word defile, what does that even mean, right? Let's have a look. Let's see what it means to defile because it says, see to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Now, if we search for the word defile, defile means to make something unclean or impure, to corrupt the purity or the perfection of something, to debase something, to violate the chastity of something, to make something physically unclean or unpleasant, or to contaminate something, to desecrate, to dishonor, right? That is what it means to defile something, right? And now the Bible tells us here clearly in Hebrew 12, 15, that we should make sure that no root of bitterness exists in our lives, because it can cause trouble and debase us or defile us, right? Or contaminate us. Now let's look at the word root. Why did this scripture say the root of bitterness? We will find the answer there 
in Deuteronomy, right? We will find the answer there in Deuteronomy where we literally see Moses talking to the children of Israel and says, beware, lest there be among you a man or woman or clan or tribe whose heart is turning away from the Lord our God to go serve the gods of those nations. Beware, lest there be among you, that word again, a root bearing poisonous and bitter fruit. So you see here that this already happened in Deuteronomy 29 verse 18. And we see it again in the New Testament in Hebrews 12, 15, where it says we should ensure that no bitter root takes grows up in our heart. Now, let me give you an example. Bitterness is something that I have personally gone through and struggled with and come out on the other side by the grace of God. You see, sometimes in life, uh, bitterness is actually justified, if we're going to be honest. What causes somebody to be bitter? Maybe somebody said something to you, somebody something happened to you, or life happened to you and you thought, huh, this is so unfair. There are lots of people that go through life, really, they haven't done anything to deserve that what happened to them. And it can be so unfair. And that can be a seed for bitterness to start to take root in our heart. And guess what? Guess what the deadliest part is? Sometimes we don't even know that we're bitter. We don't know. We go through life. We go through all these things. And we don't even know that we're bitter. In my case, there was a time a friend came over to my house uh, with somebody else. And this person just made a snacky comment. I didn't like it, but I did not say anything at the time. I just let it go. But guess what happened? When the person left, I started to think about what the person said. I rolled it over and over and over and over and over in my mind until I started to become bitter about it. And I didn't even know I was bitter. But here's how I found out. The next time I saw that person, there was something. There was a knot in my stomach. I couldn't stay around the person. And the person was trying to be nice. Like, hello, how are you doing? Uh, but I couldn't. I couldn't. And I don't know how to pretend. So I moved away quickly. And I avoided that person the whole time I was there. And later I said to myself, hmm, what was that about? And that was when I understood that there was a seed, thank goodness, thank you, Lord Jesus, that the root had not started to form, but there was a seed of bitterness from what had happened with that person. A biblical example of this bitterness is Ahitophel. Ahitophel was an unfriendly friend who hated King David secretly in his heart. And if you look at the reason why he did, it could be justified. He hated King David and held a grudge because of Bathsheba. Remember the story of Bathsheba, Uriah's wife, that King David took for himself, slept with her, got her pregnant, and then schemed to have her husband killed. Ahitophel was Bathsheba's grandfather. So if you look at it in a worldly sense of things, he was justified to to be bitter but it was deadly because he secretly hated david in his heart 
Bob still pretended to be his friend to give him counsel. But that seed of bitterness started to take root in his heart. And that bitterness turned into anger and it turned into resentment in his heart. How did we know? When did it come out? Because the Bible tells us in 2 Samuel 16.23 that the counsel of Ahithophel was like a prophet who inquired from God. It means they believed every word that came out of his mouth. David held Ahithophel in high esteem. But he did not know that that situation with him, Bathsheba and Uriah, had caused Ahithophel to hate him secretly in his heart. So when he saw an opportunity to create a rift between King David and his son Absalom, he gave an advice that lined up with his own plan to publicly disgrace, destroy, and defeat King David so that Absalom could take full control of the kingship. But this is where we have to be careful. And this is why the Bible tells us in Hebrews to make sure that we don't fall short of the grace of God. Because, y'all, the grace of God is a thing. The grace of God is a potent thing that is available to all. Oh, yes. Not just you, not just me, not just Christians, but it is available to all. All the grace of God. Have you ever wondered when you see people who you don't like prospering or you see people who have committed really grievous offenses and they just, the the, the, the punishment does not fit the crime that they've done. And in, in our mind, we seem to say, uh-huh, so this person is just going to work, just going to walk scot-free. He's not going to pay for their crimes or their sins. <laughs> the grace of God is a thing. Now we see the grace of God in full display in this story of Ahithophel, David, and David and Absalom. You see, when David heard that Ahithophel was with Absalom, he prayed, probably David sensed in his heart somewhere, that Ahithophel was not, even if he secretly hated him, that something was not right, something was off with, with this Ahithophel guy. And David prayed that the Lord should turn Ahithophel's counsel into foolishness. Now, at that time, King David was going through it. It looked, God was not happy with him. Mm -mm. What he did, the Lord was not happy with. And he was going through the consequences of his action. But even in that situation he was, he was in, he prayed and God heard him. God heard his prayer. Look, when I read the passages of scripture, that was what made me decide in my heart to say, Jesus, any root of bitterness, take it away. I want nothing to do with it because we just don't know the person who we are bitter towards, what their stance is with God. In this case, Ahithophel was bitter at King David, but King David, even though at that moment, the Lord was not happy with his actions, he did a wicked thing, but he was not a wicked king. Ooh. What King David did was wicked, but God still called him a man after his own heart. What he did was wicked, but he was not a wicked person. We need to be able to make the distinction between the two. And in this case, Ahithophel made the mistake. He did not know that the Lord was still with King David because the King David had a repentant heart. King David had repented before God and confessed his sins before God. Psalm, Psalm 51. 
right? He had confessed his sins before God. And God being the ever loving, ever gracious father had forgiven him. And when King David prayed and said the Lord should turn Ahithophel's counsel to foolishness, God honored that prayer. So when he saw Absalom then did not take his counsel. Instead, he accepted the counsel of Hushai. Hushai was a true and loyal friend to King David, whose advice contradicted Ahithophel's advice. But because his advice was not accepted, Ahithophel's advice was not accepted by Absalom because God designed it that way. If we look in, uh, in, in 2 Samuel 17, you will see that the Lord allowed Ahith Absalom to take Hushai's advice over Ahithophel's advice because the Lord wanted to bring disaster on Absalom. So he took Hushai's advice instead. And obviously we know that Hushai sent word to King David to say, look, here's the plan. Here's what I've said. Please run. Trouble is coming, right? And because of the bitterness in Ahithophel's heart and his advice was not accepted, his, his counsel was that they should isolate King David and kill him alone. And when he saw that his advice was not accepted, he went to his house, put his house in order and killed himself. Bitterness can destroy. For Ahithophel to hear from God and his word was like the word that came from the Lord directly. It shows that at some point in his life, there was purity because God cannot dwell in darkness. But then bitterness happened. And if we're being honest, what King David did was not okay. But it, it, not, it doesn't matter what the actions that trigger the bitterness is. We need to deal with that bitterness. We need to destroy the seed before it takes root in our heart because it will destroy us. If a poisonous plant should grow, it doesn't matter who walks around that poisonous plant. If everybody goes there to take from it and eat it, it will kill everybody that comes there to take it. That is why God says, we should make sure that the root of bitterness does not take root in our heart, else it causes trouble and defiles many. Because what is the fruit of that root? More bitterness, more bitterness, more resentment. That's what is on the, that's, that's the only thing that the root of bitterness can produce. So I just want to acknowledge, I just want to encourage you today. What has, has anyone done to you? It, you could be justified in being bitter, but I tell you that the wisdom of God surpasses any justification that we have. The wisdom of God tells us to destroy every root of bitterness else it defiles us because when we are bitter there is no space for the holy spirit to dwell there with us thank you so much for listening to this episode and this is my prayer that our lord jesus who died for us on the cross will not leave us in that state in that mess that we currently are that the lord will take away will uproot every root of bitterness that life has presented people circumstances situations has presented to us even bitterness that we do not know about i pray in the name of jesus right now that he will reach out and uproot that root of bitterness like only he can in jesus mighty name we pray and until the next episode keep on shining 
Okay, family, let's face it. We've all felt pain. We've suffered the losses. You know what it's like to want something so bad, but not see a part to its accomplishment. The question, however, is, do you know how to pick yourself up and move on despite what has happened? This is what I share with you inside of my new book, Good Medicine for the Crushed Spirit, a practical guide to helping you find purpose when adversity strikes. Inside this book, you will find personal stories, relatable biblical tales, and anecdotes that prove you are never alone in your despair. I will inspire you to turn pain, discomfort, disappointment, or setbacks into something positive that works for you. So if you're ready to change your life in meaningful and purposeful ways, get your copy of this book today and let the transformation begin. That concludes today's episode. And if you want to hear more from me, follow me on my Instagram page, which is at B-I-C-T-O-W-O-L-A-B-I. It's V-I-C-T-O-W-O-L-A-B-I. You can also follow me on Facebook as well at V-I-C-T-O-W-O-L-A-B-I. We also have another podcast called the Academy Podcast that gives you tools and resources to turn vague dreams into blissful realities. You'll find the links to that in our show notes as well. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to slide in my DMs and say hello. God bless you.